I mean, people mostly have eyeballs. <laughs> yes. <laughs> nice one. People mostly have eyeballs. Another lessons I learned from Doug. Are you, are you, are you ready? Funny. Expensive. Wanna Whatever. Be happy. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to The Funny Papers, a show where three 30-somethings share a collective psychosis about the classic 90s cartoon show, Doug. I'm Mike, and with me are my friend Sam. Happy birthday to me! Yeah! And Jim. Well, Jenkins, I made it, despite your directions. (laughs) Today, we cover episode 20, part one of Doug. If you're following along on YouTube also, this is episode 22. Uh, In all episodes after the first, Doug was separated into two 12-minute shorts. Episode 20, part one's title is Doug's a Big Fat Liar. The alternate title is Doug is a Dipshit. (laughs) Just incredibly stupid on so many different levels and owned in excitingly stupid ways in this episode. You would think that the moral of, hey, lying is bad would be a slam dunk. Well, it's not. <laughs> it's so, the one where the fucking title is allegedly is supposed to be the moral. They fucking biff, they biff this it. one too. They biff it. They fucking biff it they, so bad. They biff like, They are so lined bad. up, like, it's perfectly lined up for them and then they just decide halfway through that suddenly we're going to jig into to uh, some bizarre psychosexual nightmare world in a new way that we have not seen on this show thus far. But then, even at the end, like, let's let's get to it when we get to it, but it is, like, they yeah, fucking they, they had the it. easiest they had landing it. ever. They, they had it, and then they just add a line that's just like, well, I guess there's no consequences. Uh-huh. Lying, <laughs> lying is fine if if everyone does it. Is the, uh-huh. the moral that you come to? Well, lying is fine if you do it. Other people doing it can still be bad. Let's though. get to it when we get to it because this needs context to uh, state exactly. It's, it's, okay, so God, I also this, this is this is the hoedown episode and the uh, Judy Cox Doug episode. <laughs> yeah, I'd we, like to come with a better name for it, but. We no. all knew this was coming. <laughs> yeah. Both of those. I had statements. it penciled in my scheduler. <laughs> <laughs> on your birthday. Happy birthday to Sam. Judy's got to fuck Patty Mayonnaise. Happy birthday to this Sam. This is a treat music just for Sam. I God love, damn it. I love treats. Oh my god. Well, let's get into this. So, uh, this begins with uh, Doug talking about how it's the day before the Bumpkin Day Hoedown, uh, which is the day when all the girls have to ask the boys to the dance, right? Ooh. But, like, daring. Is it, is it weird to me? Like, it's, it's weird to me. I don't know if it's weird to everybody else that, like, the day when the girls ask the boys is the hoedown dance? Like, I don't know. It yeah. just seems very disconnected. No, they had to come up with something to hook this episode in. They're just like, ah, uh, it's tradition. Shut up. <laughs> like, there was a thing of the Sadie Hawkins dance, right. which was the, like, that's okay the day the girls ask the guys to dance. I have no idea what the hell the origin story of that is, but it's probably some old people bullshit. And... Why they felt the need to change that to, well, here in Bluffington Elementary School, noted place where we have dances and dating. 
<laughs> for some reason, Sadie Hawkins is forbidden by law of man or God, and so we instead celebrate Bumpkin Day. I'm gonna nod and pretend that I know what Sadie Hawkins is. Okay, so I just looked it up because I forgot to earlier, and apparently Sadie Hawkins Day is an American folk event that was it that was in originated from Al Cap's classic hillbilly comic strip, Lil Abner, and. I mean, okay, so I guess... Old-timey comics. Jenkins, absolutely. I don't know anything about this comic, but based on the title alone, Jenkins has read every single panel of this comic. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is that, like, okay, he's like, okay, here's the premise of what Sadie Hawkins' day is actually about, I guess. It's about a hoedown, and so we're gonna make it be that day, but name is like, maybe it's copyrighted, who knows? Probably. <laughs> well, if this I... follows through the trend of them, like, maybe if it isn't copyrighted, that they just want to change the name of it because yeah. well, they need they, a, they need an excuse for Doug to lie to someone, so this is this is the concoction that they came up with. <laughs> yeah, the concoction is Doug is subjected to a tiny amount of social pressure for basically the first time in his life. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, okay, so Basically, it shows that, like, everyone's getting set up for this. And it actually, in this scene, also shows that BB is asking Chalky that to the hoedown. And wasn't it a plot point that BB likes Skeeter? Or, I mean, I guess Correct, maybe that yes. was... Correct, yes. Uh-huh, right. Yeah. Uh-huh, yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, maybe that was before... They've already this. broken up. This is the second day of school. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows what the order of events is? Least of all us. Um, but, okay, so... Doug says, it like cuts out of that, and uh, Doug says that he is hoping for the girl to ask him who has the initials Patty <laughs> This, this is- Who the, amongst us? This is I, actually, Wait, how do you they biffed like that? Simple no, definitions. Hold on. This is the first time I've ever laughed at a Doug joke. <laughs> Uh, God damn, man. The initials, Patty Man. Come Just on. Because, I know, but it's so stupid. Zero that it editors me. looked at this, or the worst editors in the universe looked at this. No, no, no. But you know they did it on purpose. Like, this is purposeful, right? Like, this is, is a joke, right? It's- absolutely supposed to be a joke i had in my notes as that's not a joke that's just doug being that's incorrect stupid. I that's think just that's wrong i think that's the reason why i laughed at it it's because <laughs> it's supposed to be a joke but isn't a joke but i was just like this is so fucking stupid that i have no choice but to laugh at this right like it's one of those things where you laugh or you cry and i chose to laugh <laughs> <laughs> there are there is a third option, but unfortunately, not all of us have uh, unpunchable drywall. I, uh, <laughs> right. I just decided to turn the episode off. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> That's the third so, option. Doug is now standing in the middle of the hallway. He's standing in like a crossroads, right? Like, like it's like a four-way intersection that Doug is standing in the middle of, looking all over the place. And he's saying that he's waiting and. And he's doing, he's like looking really impatient. Like his hands are on his hips. He's like staring directly at the main entrance door. Like, this is a weird stance, right? Yes. He's just kind of saying that, like, standing at the intersection of destiny, waiting for fate to come and give him what he expects. (laughs) Right. 
<laughs> and wouldn't you know it, Patty is approaching down this hallway. Uh, D- Doug knows where she's going to be. But, oh no, uh, Connie comes out from the other direction that Doug was not looking at. Because he can only think about one thing at a time. And she says, Today is your lucky day. I have selected you to go with me to the Bumpkin Day Hoedown. And, like... Fucking hell yeah, Connie. Be confident, girl. Right? Connie's got a pretty solid, uh, Connie's got pretty good self confidence. I'm gonna give that to her. Yeah, Connie got her rules. Like, she's just like, like, also gave her the, and what little characterization she's been given to this point is that she's really kind of awkward around Doug. But nope, she worked up the courage to do this and actually did the thing. And, Bonus points to her. She recognized that if you present Doug with a fate accompli like this, <laughs> there is absolutely nothing he can do to stop you. Right. She didn't ask him a question. She didn't ask for an opinion. Hi, Doug. I'm authority. We're dating now. Yeah. <laughs> she knows. Ex- she knows Doug well enough to know how to pursue him romantically. Just fucking dom him, girl. In the immortal words of. The Ar- second Arnold Schwarzenegger Conan movie. How do you get a man? You grab him and you take him. <laughs> I appreciate well, barbarian strategy being employed here in its most proper form, hunting Doug funny. <laughs> right. Well, so obviously Doug uh, doesn't know what to do because he's like, wait, I can't say no. Because yeah, that would Because why? Because like, I can't do that. Right, exactly. <laughs> then we wouldn't have an episode. <laughs> And, oh yeah, and wait, it's important to also note that uh, Connie says in her pitch, she also says that Chalky, Boomer, and Skunky were dying for her to ask them, but Doug is her first choice. And Doug is like, well, I, and so then we cut to the title card, right? It's like very, it's so tense. And I mean, usually the title card is, bef- a fantasy precedes the title card. Is this yeah, this is the first time in a while we've gone back to the title card being something that actually happened. Evidently, they thought they just had so much fucking shit happening in this episode that they needed those extra 50 seconds. Spoiler (laughs) warning, this was not necessary. Yeah, it's a nightmare when two girls want to ask you out. What a fucking (laughs) awful life. God, Doug. Dumb piece of shit. Oh, man. Go fuck yourself, funny. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody asked Skeeter out. Happy birthday to Sam. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, yeah. does Skeeter go to this dance? I don't even remember. He does, sort of. With like, who? Nobody, nobody asked him out. Nobody does. It's really kind of sad. God damn. Fuck off, Doug. Then Skeeter <laughs> just shows up. Probably well, one of those girls who materialize. Like, that one girl who existed only to take a look at his shoes probably got asked out with him. Or, there wait, go. there's concrete evidence in this in this episode, at least to me, of Roger and Skeeter being the same person. So only... Wait, there's, there's, shit, you're right. And there's a yeah. couple of girls that are in this episode that we've never seen before, and one of them is with Roger briefly, but nobody's with Skeeter. And so, like, mm. Skeeter doesn't need a date, right? Roger already has one. In a, and uh, so, in, a right. later, <laughs> in a later fantasy zone sequence, Doug is judged by a jury of every adult in his life. Let's, Plus, let's get to that. Hold on. <laughs> Leave that. <laughs> Leave that. We need to wait for context for that. The grand tribunal's judgment will be reached eventually, but first we must establish the crime for which he is being punished. It's a little teaser for you uh, listeners coming up. 
Great. Just, just savor the tension here. <laughs> oh boy. The one, the one. We're we're There's more tension that's in the episode. Yeah, we're artificially adding tension because this episode has zero. It's not. <laughs> Well, there is about one moment of tension and a switch up that I actually, in a more competent work, I might have said, yeah, okay, sure. I'm interested to see where you go with this. But it's honestly, in this one, it's the moment that they completely whiff the moral they're going for. Right. And then so, the episode keeps going for an additional eight minutes. <laughs> okay, so uh, basically, uh, then we come back to the title card, and uh, Doug has just told Connie that he cannot go to the dance because uh, he has to take care of his sick cousin Melvin, um, which obviously is someone that he can't go to or that that, he, that doesn't exist, right? That 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 he, uh, Doug's a big fat liar. Do you get it? That's the title right. of the yeah. episode. This is where Doug does the big lie, um, and. He says that he has to take care of his cousin Melvin. First of all, all like a, why is Doug in charge of this? B, where are Melvin's parents? And C, like why don't Doug's parents help with this? <laughs> e, let's imagine for a second that the core conceit of this is all one hundred percent true. What assistance does Doug provide? <laughs> right, like what? Uh, what can uh, he do? No, no. Yeah, the kid really dog. needs cartoons of Quail Man. Yeah. <laughs> no, oh, really. Doug your cousin, is drawing him diaper fan art. <laughs> yeah. Your cousin's very ill. He needs somebody to be having an anxiety attack next to him while not paying attention to his problems in order to heal. Right. Like, what possible. Go value to the doctor, are- Doug! <laughs> Oh, God. Yeah, well, anyway, so he tells that to Connie, and uh, Connie is like, oh, no, like, that's so bad. Is there anything I can do? And that's, like, also fucking hell yeah to Connie more and more. Like, she's a good character, right? She's offering help. Is there anything I can do to help? No, what help could you provide? Well, what help could you provide? Well, never mind then. <laughs> it's uh, it's very, like, funny in quotation marks that they made, they sort of like, like, even though she isn't drawn as overweight, they make her, like, the overweight girl character, and then in the Disney Doug, they just take that away from her. They don't even, like, keep it with her. Like, her one quality that isn't... Like, she isn't drawn as overweight to me. No, not at no. all. And, like, like I mean, like, Doug is chubbier than her. So, like, yes. if this if this Doug is, like, has the body of a pot-bellied, like, 40-year-old man because he is Jim Jenkins. The fact that he's had the <laughs> pot-belly of a 40-year-old man ever since age 11 is impressive. Yeah. Doug drinks natties. <laughs> I don't know. It's weekend dad. None of this is a plot point yet. Right. None of this is a plot point yet. Um, it's mostly just that Doug would rather go out with Patty because she's the only person. Because he can't mind. say no. Sorry, I want to go out with Patty. That's the, right. how it end yeah. the episode. So we can't have that. We have to right. do 11 more minutes of this. Yeah. Well, now I'm going to go off on a tangent here because I at, this is the point where I had to take my first break because God damn it. I hate this episode. And what I took my break to go watch was this same concept executed a million times better at approximately a quarter of the runtime. Gentle viewers, if you're slightly online, you probably are aware that last year, for no apparent fucking reason, another artifact of the 90s briefly became a meme. I speak, of course, 
of the Simpsons episode 22 short films about Springfield and the steamed ham sketch, which is a stupid, a series of stupid self face saving lies being presented completely straight by an idiot asshole who has authority issues and just actually playing it for laughs. Just increasingly ridiculous lies being dug into deeper and deeper and deeper until the point that, no, it is now more socially awkward for the person on the other side to try to call the person on the lies than not. It's short, it's sweet, it's good, it's in short everything this episode isn't, because it has the sensibility to treat the stupid lie and the stupid follow-ups to it as a source of humor as opposed to a source of, oh, how agonizing this is for the poor kid who told that lie in the first place. No, laugh at him. He's being a stupid asshole. We should do this podcast about The Simpsons. I don't think anyone's thought to do that yet. <laughs> right. Yeah, that uh, sounds good. A podcast about a show that no one has watched before. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Niche underground hit The Simpsons. We only watched the, like, post-2005 series of The Simpsons. Oh, fuck off. That's even worse than Doug. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now we got our goal. Wow, something worse than Doug. The thing, the reason it's worse than Doug is because there is like echoes of greatness in it, and it just yeah. reminds you that it's not it, like it's fallen so far from grace. So you're saying it has nostalgia, which is the entire reason why people still claim to like Doug. Yes, correct. Yeah. <laughs> okay, good. Oh, man. But anyway, so in this episode of Doug, uh, basically, right as after he tells this lie to Connie, uh, Patty comes up and then asks Doug to go to the dance. And Doug is like, oh, boy, time to agree. And and (laughs) right in front of Connie, (laughs) in front of Connie. Very important canon note. Patty was absolutely waiting until Connie asked so that she wouldn't actually have to go with him. Well, this yeah, is I mean, entirely, that's, this is a limited hangout. It's very possible because it's shown later that she and Connie are like good friends, right? Yeah, like, they're willing to pal very, around. Like, it's very possible they coordinated this strike. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Classic pincer maneuver. Right, that's why the timing and location was so perfect. Um, but yeah, so... Uh, basically, Patty shows up and she's like, Hey, Doug, would you like to go to the hoedown with me? He can't go. He's staying home to take care of his cousin Melvin. He's very sick. Gee, I'm sorry, Doug. But that's nice of you to take care of your cousin in his time of need. And again, like, it seems like both of these characters are just like reasonable people. And Doug is just like this fucking A neurotic moron. (laughs) Yes. Um... But yeah, and then Patty, like, like basically she gets told that he can't go, uh, and Doug is freaking out, and Patty's like, well, okay, well, I guess I gotta go see who is left. And that means that Doug was already fucking bottom of the barrel, right? Yeah. Good. <laughs> yeah. I, I, is Skeeter right there, too? No, Skeeter isn't okay. here, unfortunately. That would be so funny. She's like, well, I gotta go see who I can ask out, and Skeeter's yeah. just like... Well, Skeeter was there at the beginning, though. He's just ca- quietly just pissed off while this was happening. Oh, that's like, he, true. At the very beginning, he was saying, like, I'm sure Patty will ask you, or she won't. Like, thanks, Skeet. Real helpful there. <laughs> Fucking sprints down the hall and leaves. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I'm getting the hell out of here. Yeah. Uh, so, okay, so this is the thing that, of course, launches Doug into a fantasy, right? And Doug imagines at the hoedown dance, uh, which... 
which has a fucking petting zoo. <laughs> like, like I it miss shows... that. Why not? Who cares? Fuck off. Yeah, like it's in the it, Doug imagines that the hoedown dance has a fucking like horse that is in a pen with a sign on it that says petting zoo, right? <laughs> That's awesome. Cool. <laughs> Real cool. But, we do uh, see a return in this episode uh, from the cow from the first episode of Doug. We do. Fucking the longest callback imaginable. <laughs> For no payoff whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, the callback in its entirety is the cow still wants to own Judy. Yeah. How does Judy get involved in this story, dear reader? Well, you already heard the part about how she's going to fuck Patty Mayonnaise. Oh but let's God. discover how. Anyway, so uh, in this fantasy, uh, Doug imagines that now Patty has asked five boys to go to the hoedown with her. As one does. <laughs> and they're basically the only people at the whole party. So, like, Patty is, is Polly. Yeah. and Polly remember, is Patty. And remember in a previous episode, we decided that Doug wanted to be Polly? Yeah. <laughs> right? I feel like Doug wants to be in a relationship, but doesn't actually want to be involved with the person part of that relationship. Like, it's just sort of a status symbol. Kind of, yeah. He's Doug like, wants a trophy wife. Yeah. That's yeah. literally, I think, it. Because that's all that Doug ever thinks about for Patty. Is that, like, hey, she's this girl who I think is cute. Right? And it's like, he doesn't really know much. Of, she, he knows that she plays beatball, sort of. But then doesn't really know anything about her outside of that. Yeah, yeah. she's good at sports and he's not. And then that's, like, all he knows about her. <laughs> okay, so, yeah. So, she... But basically, Patty is in this fantasy. She's, like, talking to these five other guys. Gee, I'm so Doug had to stay home with his sick cousin Melvin. Would that have made like Doug the sixth date? <laughs> Presumably. Yes. Right. Correct. So Doug, even in his fantasy, Doug's like, oh yeah, I'll be one of Patty's harem. <laughs> <laughs> Sloppy six. Yeah. And uh so, but then he's like, she's like, oh man, but he had to take care of his sick cousin Melvin. And Roger is there. Roger is one of the harem. Uh, and he says that he has researched Doug's entire family tree and that there is no cousin Melvin. No cousin Melvin. I wrote the words no cousin Melvin like 60 times in my notes. It's <laughs> yes. another Manchurian candidate activation <laughs> phrase. Yeah, because he has that on, like he pulls out like a literal tree, right? And he's like, yeah. and on it is no cousin Melvin. Also, uh, that's uh, particularly fucked up, because have you ever seen what a family tree actually looks like? Yeah. Yeah, you know how they're kind of structured like an upside-down pyramid, because you have two parents, and your parents both had two parents, and mm -hmm. those four had eight parents, and so on and so forth? The straight-up Christmas tree that Roger pulls out would indicate that Doug's two parents had two parents, <laughs> and they had yeah. two parents, and they had two parents. Yeah. This is, the euphemism that is usually used is, the family trees missing a few branches. In conclusion, Doug is the product of several generations of incest. Well, we know that Doug has like four grandmas. <laughs> <laughs> There's some kind of weirdness going on with the production of Doug Funny. There's there's also another weirdness about this tree, too. Uh, one of the things is that this tree, it has a bunch of names on it. None of the names are Doug. <laughs> yep. <laughs> there's, there's one at the very top <laughs> that could be construed to say Doug. But again, like you say, Jim, that would mean that Doug is like the patriarch of this family, right? Yes. <laughs> Maybe and, they don't know what a family tree is. 
in the animation studio. It's extremely possible. Um, because also, Phil and Theta are not on the family tree. It's They're not his a- real parents. Doug's adopted. <laughs> yeah. It turns out that it's more of a family snowflake. Doug and everybody in his uh, on that tree was created in the same government lab. Well, that makes sense because everything in the universe centers around Doug, right? So, like, it would make sense for his family tree to be a spiderweb plot branching out from one Doug in the middle. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> makes sense. Douglas but- Prime. <laughs> yeah. Doug is a fungus and everything exudes <laughs> from him. Doug is actually the protagonist of Deus Ex. Don't tell anybody. Yeah. Doug is what started Orcs and Warhammer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We've all we've now established Doug crosses over into two more fantasy universes. We're doing good work here, team. Oh god, this means that, that Jim is gonna have like twenty more sidebars if we say he's canon in the Warhammer universe. Oh, I'm just getting started, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> well, okay, but so this moment back to the Doug universe, um, this is also what tells me is this is like my evidence of when Roger and Skeeter are the same person, right? Because uh, like the only person who Doug inevitably tells about Melvin is Skeeter, right? And so the only way, like researching your family tree, what the fuck? Who does that? That's not real. Basically, this is Roger, and that's why it's a fake family tree. This is Roger saying, "Here's my explanation for how I know this." When in actuality, it was that Doug had told him that there is no yeah, cousin. Yeah, that makes sense. And so then he fabricated a, what he thought a family tree was. <laughs> the fucking moron, right? Like, that's what this is, I think. I don't know. Nah, I, I agree with this. Yeah, it all <laughs> also, tracks pretty well, It also, also all comes back to Doug's a big fat moron, so. Of course. Um, but yeah, so at this evidence, we say in giant air quotes, um, Patty, like, freaks out in the fantasy that there's no cousin Melvin. No and, cousin Melvin. Uh, She says no cousin cousin Melvin Melvin like eight times in a row and then the camera starts spinning because they needed to kill a couple extra seconds of time. There's no cousin Melvin. 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 So Um, excuse me. uh, No cousin Melvin. Use promo code no cousin Melvin for 3% off. Off what? <laughs> dick pills. <laughs> the dick okay. pills will take 3% off of your dick. We're not quite sure why we're selling these things. It's because my dick is too big. It's why I had to take them. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> ad spot over. <laughs> we are getting paid so much for this. Next up, Blue Apron. <laughs> right. <laughs> Use promo code yes cousin Melvin to make your, <laughs> to make your order more expensive. <laughs> so, okay, thanks Blue Apron. Uh, so, uh, Doug, we we cut out of this. To Doug is like back at his house with Skeeter, uh, and he's like they're over a game of barnyard chess while Porkchop is listening to the dog rap because you always got to get the dog rap in here at some point. <laughs> I'm a dog, Uh, you're a dog. Everybody do the dog. Right. Uh, And so he's like telling him about, oh man, like Cousin Melvin, whatever. And Skeeter's like, that's dumb. Why did you go with Cousin Melvin? (laughs) Um, 
And he said, because it's the first thing that came to my mind. And, you know. Doug, what the hell's wrong with your mind? Right. I'm surprised he didn't fucking say, like, liver and onions. <laughs> it's like, yes. Or, or that he didn't say, uh, or that he didn't say, I have to take care of Patty Mayonnaise asking me out because it's what he was thinking of at the time. <laughs> Look, I'm afraid that I have to have a very important meeting with Quail Man, so... Right. Uh, I'm gonna... I can't go to the dance because I'm gonna go draw my comics. (laughs) That'd be awesome if he said that fucking (laughs) shad move, Doug. (laughs) Um... But, so, while they're talking about this, oh, goodness, what do you know, but Patty and Connie roll up with flowers and comic books to visit Doug's sick cousin, mm. Melvin. Why would you do this? You don't know what he has. Like, he could be contagious. <laughs> yeah. This is so exactly. dumb. Exactly. Like, like and, and also, you don't even know if he wants visitors, right? Right. Especially visitors he doesn't know. And also, <laughs> why would that be at Doug's house? Yeah, like, why is Melvin here exactly? Like, why is yeah. he... Why isn't it the I doctors? <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Doug. It turns out that doctors didn't exist back in 1991. That's part of why everybody who was an adult back then is confident nobody needs healthcare. Right. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, but, so, they, like, they, they, they ring the doorbell, and Doug goes to see them, and as they say that, Doug just fucking slams the door in their face. Yeah, it's like, hey, Doug, hey, what, ah! I mean, slam, <laughs> freaks out, just. Hey, Doug, we came to visit your sick cousin, Melvin. <laughs> All right, you have already fucked this terminally. They saw you open the door, freak out, and slam the door. And also, two things in this. One, uh, then Doug starts immediately talking to Skeeter of, like, what are we going to do? There's no cousin Melvin. They can hear this. (laughs) Yep. Right? Like... We see in, like, two more seconds that, like, you can hear Doug's voice through the door. But, so they could definitely hear him say this, A. And B, there's a fucking window in the top of the door. So they could see this, too. Right? Well, they're not tall enough to see through the window in the top of the door. I'll give them that. Okay, maybe. Um, Then Doug takes, like, 20 minutes to get, to try to think of a cunning plan. Right. <laughs> just leaves them outside for a, an agonizing amount of time. Yeah. They start shouting. Hello? Doug? Doug? Doug, are you there? <laughs> you know he's there. You just saw him. You can hear and maybe see him. <laughs> Courtesy of the fact that you can shout this through the wall, you can hear him talking with Skeeter. Oh, God, how do I create a cousin Melvin? Yeah, and and you can even hear, uh, as they say this, the shot is from outside. It sh- the shot is focused on Patty and Connie, and as they're saying, Doug, where are you? You can hear Doug yell from inside, I'll be right there, at the same volume as the rest of his speech. So they can definitely <sighs> hear his plan. <laughs> it's right? just so Doug, why are you? why do you keep saying no Cousin Melvin? Right. <laughs> Doug, why is why is your mom complaining about the groceries being more expensive these days? <laughs> <laughs> but um no and, and like and also this is the fucking easiest dodge in the universe, right? You go, he's sick right now. He's sleeping. <laughs> yeah, or he's not here. 
He's at the doctor's. <laughs> right, he's at the doctor. Um, but yeah, it's but Doug is like, no, we have to uh, invent a cousin Melvin. Uh, and so they decide that they're going to dress up pork chop. A dog! It's a the, dog! The, the dog that Patty knows! <laughs> no, I'm not seeing the problem with this plan. <laughs> they put I'm a, a dog, on. you're a dog. <laughs> yeah! Yeah, it's like, watch them, like, buy that Porkchop is, in, is, like, dressed up as Melvin until they hear that Porkchop is listening to the dog rap. <laughs> they go, wait a minute! <laughs> God. <laughs> but um so <laughs> so so they're like, all right, this is the plan. We're gonna dress him up, and they put him in Doug's bed for some reason. Like, why would Melvin be in Doug's bed? I do want to jump in here. This is the point where I have in my notes something that uh, Jenkins continues to own me. I do comment. <laughs> where are his parents? Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, hold on. Like, just. We know that they're at the hotel, of course, there are rules, but just imagine that they're hearing somebody sitting outside screaming, <laughs> Doug, where are you? Uh-huh. And they're just both sitting upright in bed reading to one another. It's like, huh, wonder what that's about, dear. <laughs> yeah, you hear something? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who's Doug? <laughs> What's a Doug? Doug doesn't live here. Yeah, yeah. They, they just open the door. They open the window of their bedroom and shout down. Doug doesn't live here. Judy, do you know a Doug? <laughs> so, so yeah. So, but their plan is to dress up pork chop, and they have like a wig on him. They have like a, a, a like an ice pack on his head, and they give him like a thermometer, uh, and they put him in Doug's bed. And and they're like, oh man, this is never gonna work. And Skeeter's like, yeah, his nose is cold. That means he's healthy. It'll be a dead giveaway. Hmm. Um, ah. That's fucking so stupid. Um, but like. And then Judy busts in, right? And she's like, Do I smell the role of a lifetime? And, uh, yeah, Judy's like, Yeah, I'm gonna be Melvin. And, bef- like, Doug tries right. to say no. Yeah, all, all right. right. Okay. Thanks, thanks, Judy. Fine. Which, I mean, that's cool of her, right? To know that, like, I guess. Well, it, I guess. Her- I guess Judy doesn't have anything going on in her life right now. Nope. <laughs> I guess. It's boring. But also, like, it's kind of cool of her right to be like hey my brother's in trouble and i can help let's lie perpetuate with him. this lie <laughs> my yeah. brother has done something incalculably stupid for no gain whatsoever <laughs> eh, what the hell it's a chance for me to pretend to be a boy let's do this yeah. shit yeah let's add less gain <laughs> um but so basically uh and, and then doug like he like runs outside his room because he uh he's like all right well i just have to come clean right uh, and right there, this is where Doug's mom enters. She's been at the store or something. Buying uh, a loaf of bread and a gray cylinder of indiscriminate nature. It's it's probably canned liver for Doug. <laughs> God. Just gotta keep it on hand in case he wants to uh, eat the food he hates, I guess. <laughs> yeah. 
Look, but, every um, once in a while, the boy gets a new noun in his brain, and we have to take preventative measures. Yeah. Um, but, uh, so basically, um, her, his mom yells up to Doug, and she's like, hey, I heard these people screaming your name outside, right? So I let them in. Did you forget your friends were outside, Doug? Yeah. No, in fact, I closed the door on them, and they saw me do that to them, so they probably have questions <laughs> about why I did that. Yeah, and and the best part is, is that Doug is just like, oh, you know, I was, ha ha, and then Doug's mom just leaves, like, she doesn't even let him finish his explanation. That's the, that's everything you hired me for, I am not paid by the word. <laughs> it's just so weird, it's like, it's like, she doesn't even, she's not even just like, Doug, what the fuck, like, this isn't how you she treat She just walks out of the episode, it rules. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Never to be seen for the rest of it. I've dropped off the food for you and your sister. I'm going back to the hotel now. <laughs> right. Um. But yeah. So so they they they're like, all right. And Patty and uh, Patty and Connie like fucking barge up the stairs. They're just like, yeah, yeah. We know Doug. Shut up. You don't have to tell us anything. As Doug tries to explain himself, she's like, they're like, yeah, we know he's sick. We'll be there real quick. Um. <laughs> who cares if he's contagious, right? Um. And so they roll up, and um, Judy has now magically transformed into Melvin. Uh, she, like, totally changed right there and, uh, like, had all these clothes and, like, wigs and, like, glasses that thankfully have the fucking permanent anime sheen on them so they can't see her eyes. <laughs> right? Real Clark Kent-ass disguise. Basically. Um, but, like, she's doing a great job. Like, she's really selling it. She has, like, a like a voice is different. Like, she's really staying in character. Oh, thank you, girls. How nice of you to come. I've always depended on the kindness of strangers. Just okay. You've seen the same couple of movies being watched by your parents as Doug has. Good on you, kid. Or maybe this is why she went to Doug for help, because she doesn't know him. Fair <laughs> right? enough. <laughs> Right, uh, but yeah, so they're like, I feel a moan coming on. Whoa, 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 whoa. Well, I guess you all have the flu now. Yeah, basically. Um, but so they give him, they give, they give Melvin some gifts and they're just like, oh man. Yeah, this made me feel a ton better now. And I'm totally good now. My moan that I just had, the cough I just had, is gone. And I, my strength is returned. I'm dancing on the bed. Hooray! I, um, I, at no point is there anybody like, you should probably take it easy. Yeah. <laughs> In fact, Patty, quite the opposite, immediately asks Melvin out. I feel like singing. Dancing. <laughs> Then maybe you'd like to come to the Bumpkin Day Hoedown tomorrow. I'm looking for someone to go with. She would, she would rather go to the dance with a sick stranger than with Doug. <laughs> yep. <laughs> this is great, they all say. For some yeah. reason, you're a lot more appealing than most of the boys in school. Not sure what that's about. Right, yeah, there's just something about She's you, also, Melvin. like, seven years older than Doug. <laughs> yeah. Judy's basically an adult. Yeah, she's in high school, right? Yeah. And Doug's in elementary school. Yes. Um, and, and, and the best part about this, there's, there's two really good parts about this to me, is one, uh, Judy, like, like uh, she, 
Patty's first thought was to ask out Melvin, not ask Doug out. Like, recall that this is, Connie hasn't said shit. It's yep. that uh, Patty says the first move. She says that she wants to ask out Melvin. And two, it cuts to Doug. Doug is fucking scowling at this. Uh-huh. <laughs> also, we did skip that uh, part of uh, Judy pretending to be sick was saying, Oh no, I feel a moan coming on. And then she just does this comical moan and flails around on the bed a lot. And evidently this gets Patty real interested in Melvin. I guess. I don't know. Um, But like, Judy is super into this proposition, right? She's just like, oh yeah, absolutely I'll go. Melvin is just like, yeah, I'm totally good now. And uh, then they just fucking book it, right? Those They, they say, oh, all four of us can go together because now Doug can go with Connie. Yay. Everybody wins. Yeah, and Skeeter's just in the back, like, uh, <laughs> I guess I'll go with pork chop. <laughs> Skeeter's just in the back, going like, "Well, this is awkward in a number of ways, but yeah. if I said anything, that'd be weird." <laughs> yeah, I'd blow my cover. Um, and this is where, uh, like, well, Judy's like. I just saved your neck, little brother. But hold your applause. Today was a mere dress rehearsal. Tomorrow is opening night. Yeah, so secret high schooler is going to the dance with an elementary schooler. Nothing weird here. Super cool. Um, And this is, Doug launches into another fantasy here. This is the one that we were talking about earlier, where Doug is on trial. Uh, He is before the subcommittee to uncover big fat liars. That's what the banner says. Yes. Uh, and so what is the overall committee? Like, uh, like is this... Oh, is this the overall like, committee is part of the secret world government. Right. <laughs> or at least Doug's authority, right? Yeah. Um, they all are subordinate to Percy Femur, naturally. <laughs> of course. Uh, Which is, who is me? I am Percy Femur. <laughs> Good. Percy all Femur turned, a- turned 34 today. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday, Percy. Maybe someday you'll graduate (laughs) elementary school. We congratulate Percy Femur on turning 69. Nice. Nice. (laughs) Right. Um, But so this committee, rather this subcommittee, is composed of Theta, Phil, Mr. Bone, Mrs. Wingo, Mayor White, and Roger. (laughs) And Stinky. And Stinky. Stinky's there too. So I love the that people. the cat is of equal rank to Bill Clinton. <laughs> <laughs> but Stinky doesn't get a name tag, at least. Because um, all of them have name tags. And, like, it's very funny to me that it says Mr. and Mrs. Bone on their name tag. But it says Phil and Theta on their name tag. So it's not like mom and dad or whatever. Oh, yeah, uh, because they aren't his parents. His parents are those people. <laughs> <for that>. Right. <laughs> um and the weird thing is also Roger's name tag. Now, it's very, like, hard to read it, but I, I tried real hard. Um, and to me, it says Attorney Roger. Like, that's what it looks like it says, huh. is Attorney Roger. <laughs> and so Roger is the lawyer for the group, I guess? It's the prosecutor, I yeah. guess. <laughs> He's the one who called the subcommittee. Yes. He's the one who has the convening authority to do this. Bone is, of course, in charge of uh, arbitrating proceedings. <laughs> right. Yeah, uh, Bone asks... Mr. Funny, true or false, you claim to have a cousin Melvin and then force your sister to play the part. Uh, 
That's not exactly true. He's lying again. No, I'm not. Don't give me that money. You've got liar written all over your face. And then liar appears on Doug's face and we all giggle. It's a really good joke. I laughed a lot. It's a good episode. <laughs> Definitely didn't yeah. waste 11 minutes of my life watching this episode. I'm not regretting a single thing. It took me a solid two hours to work my way through this 11-minute episode just because I had to keep taking breaks. Yeah, I'm doing my best to pull the energy along in this one. (laughs) The episode is not doing us any favors on this one. Doug's a big fat turd. Uh, (laughs) um, But yeah, so that cuts out of this fantasy. It's like, I mean, this fantasy is still just like, these are the people who exist to judge Doug, right? These are the yeah. authorities of Doug. Especially the cat. Right, the cat is part of uh, Doug's authority structure. Um, and so, well, wait, 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 here it is. Remember, we talked about who's Stinky is. Stinky is Dale. <laughs> right. We d- yeah, no, Dale does, of course, have a position on the committee as the inheritor. Yeah. Why is Dale eating cat food? <laughs> why is why is the member of this authority yelling big nose, big nose, wah wah Doug? <laughs> I rest my case. Yeah. Fucking raucous applause from the audience. <laughs> Somebody just like Mr. Bone weeping tears. It was beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. But okay. So, it's time for the dance. Hooray! (laughs) Time to put on a cowboy hat and a plaid shirt and run around a place that we've brought a cow indoors in. Into the fucking gym. (laughs) Let's just sit back, relax, and enjoy the piles of cow turds being produced so Mr. (laughs) Bone can watch elementary schoolers dance. And yeah. one very tall elementary schooler <laughs> who's there with an elementary school girl. Let's not yeah. worry about it. It's it's weird, too, because they expressly said, Patty and uh, Connie expressly said that the four of them would go together. That, uh, that you know, uh, Doug and Melvin and Patty and Connie and not Skeeter, you're not invited, dude. Skeeter would doesn't all... get to go anywhere. Sucks to be him. He said they would all go together, but Doug just rolls up with Skeeter. Yep. <laughs> he doesn't roll up with anybody else. The one who was not invited is the one that he goes with, right? Yeah. Uh, well, because sure. clearly he, there is some kind of rage like, okay, we're going to meet up here at this time, except for that time didn't exist on that particular day. So, <laughs> right. all right, well... Due to the fact that the hours between three and four were eaten by the time beast, right. we will just get there when we get there. And and Connie is nowhere to be found in this until the very end of this like episode. Connie isn't even fucking here. Like she's probably at home waiting for Doug to pick her up, right? Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> It's, like, really sad. Like, you just scan the crowd, and everyone else is there but fucking Connie, who's, like, it's one of the main as if characters. nobody else exists except for the objects of Doug's desires. <sighs> yeah, pretty much. Or the people who exist to own Doug and judge him. Uh, because we see that Roger is there, Roger and his gang. And Melvin is telling Roger and the gang that he used to roadie for the beats. And uh, before getting sick... Why? Why? Just, oh man, just like, it's just no no reason for this. This demonstrates that Judy is also a compulsive liar like her little brother. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, well, she's an actress, so she like is good at this. And yeah, we do. Doug does imply that acting is lying at the end of the episode, <laughs> which is hilarious. But we'll get there when we get there. Um, yeah. But like the entire conceit of okay, so Judy is also just digging herself deeper into the lie because what the hell? It turns out it's really easy to fool elementary schoolers if you're a high schooler. Good job, Judy. <laughs> You're shooting right. fish in a barrel here. Right. And um, so then basically Patty is like, Patty rolls up and says that they have a surprise for Melvin, who they just met, uh, that no one else in the school knows. And they've, hooray, they've dedicated the entire dance to Melvin. Because he's not <laughs> sick anymore. Congratulations to... This person that doesn't go to this school! Yeah, this person no one's met before. <laughs> and Bone and Wingo are there, and neither, both of them are cool with it. They're just like, yeah, all right, well, the dance is dedicated to this stranger now. Sure, <laughs> why not? <laughs> and Neither and, of us recognize this stranger. Neither <laughs> of us were involved in putting this stranger on this same goddamn stage earlier. Yeah. <laughs> Remember that episode? That was an episode that happened. Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> it's very true. Uh, and so, like, and like you say, you guys, that uh, the cow is here. The cow from the very first fucking episode. They're like, finally, we'll pay off this callback. We'll bring back the cow. <laughs> One cow in Bluffington. It's on stage. They they contracted this famous cow out for the whole dance. <laughs> <laughs> the elementary schoolers chant speech, speech, speech <laughs> as Melvin comes up there. Briefly imagine what kind of extemporaneous speech you could have given in high school. <laughs> then imagine the kind of extemporaneous speech you would have given in elementary school. I, of course, could have told you a great deal about Super Mario Brothers. But yeah, oh yeah. Mine definitely would have been about, like, Ninja Turtles or so, like, Mario <laughs> or something. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, unfortunately, uh, like, and Doug, Doug fucking yells to Melvin. He yells, hey, Judy, don't do this piece. <laughs> what the hell's Doug talking about? That's clearly Melvin. That's Melvin. Yeah. Fucking morons, not Judy. Uh-huh. And so uh, Melvin digs into this whole thing of like that. Oh man, Doug is actually the true hero, and she could have just said, you know, true hero for taking care of me while I was sick. But no, she's like, oh, I mean, it's in character that Judy's fucking hamming this up, right? Yeah. Tells a story about how. To tell you the truth, this isn't the first time Doug has come to my rescue. Um, I'll forget the time we were shipwrecked in shark-infested waters. Skeeter, Skeeter, they like cuts the audience and it shows Skeeter standing in front of Patty saying, boy, Judy really lays it on thick. <laughs> uh, from this, we can safely derive Patty has known this entire time. Uh-huh. Yup. <laughs> Patty just wants to go out with Judy. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like. Like it's a, it's a it's like kind of a cultural thing where like people in our age bracket who like grew up with Doug like 
uh, people kind of saw Judy as kind of like a gay icon, right? Like this is this is documented. Yeah. There's been so many people who have written about this on the internet. Yeah, right? and this is the first episode where that goes from well, I can kind of see it to this is barely even subtext. And that's cool. Like that would be awesome. I don't know. She is still a intent. high schooler dating an right. elementary school. Let's not get in front of ourselves here. All right. All right. All right. All right. The that issue aside, and recall, it's a lot of people think that Doug actually takes place yeah. in a high school. Due to so the fact that it, ta- yeah, due to time being sick, if we assume that these people are the high schoolers they are presented at, at as at every stage, then yeah. that would be. Still weird, but less weird. Yeah. And it would actually be kind of cool if it was, like, actually, like, hey, this is neat that, like, Patty and Judy and the rest of the school, actually, once, inevitably, once uh, Judy gets revealed as Melvin, uh, once once everyone just accepts it and they're like, this is awesome that these two are now dancing together. Like, that would be fucking a great message, right? Yep. Like, hell yeah. They didn't do it. They didn't do it. Well, they kind of did. My my point here is they kind of did because no one like okay let's well let's get to it and get to it. Um. So okay. So then oh no! During the middle of this, the the cow grabs the wig off and oh my god, it's Judy, right? The cow continues to be the only character who has owned Judy. It's done it twice. <laughs> there right. should have been somebody in the audience that went, just went, why is Melvin wearing a wig? You <laughs> don't know who Judy is. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly, right? Judy doesn't go to this school. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> why would they know it was Judy? They're just like, oh, it's a, it's a, it's a woman. <laughs> yeah, oh, no, wait. Melvin has a different hair color. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, but, um, so, and, like, Bone and Wingo both react to this. Wingo says, oh, well, this is surprising. And then Bone says, you're in a lot of trouble, Judy. Uh, I hate why? surprises. Why? why? Yeah. No, How? he does what actually authority? explain this. After Wigo says, Well, this is a surprise. And I don't like surprises. Now see here, young man. I mean, young lady. You're in a lot of trouble. So it's exclusively <laughs> just because he didn't expect this that she's in trouble. Right. What authority does he have over her? Right. You're well, at I mean, my school for right. reasons that I don't quite understand. Yeah, Bone as a chaperone could definitely kick her out. Be like, dude, you're a fucking, you're fucking eight years older than these kids, <laughs> or whatever. What are you doing here, Judy? Yeah. Um. But like, so Doug like jumps out and he's like, no, don't blame Judy. I'm to blame. It was a dumb fib and it got out of hand. Yeah, that's and- nice, 11 year old. Your sister who goes to high school dressed up as a boy <laughs> to take an 11 year old to a grade school dance. The fact yeah. that you told the stupid lie does factor into this. But even if we assume that this is a wonderful progressive institution being run by George Herbert Walker Bush the true name of Mr. Bone. <laughs> Even if we assume that, this is still a what the hell are you doing, kid? Uh-huh. Um, but, hooray, Bone doesn't actually give a shit, and he goes, All right, the lying portion of the evening is concluded. All you bumpkins, get yourselves organized and start having fun. Like, you think that that's a, a, like a, like a line that we made up here? No, that's what he fucking said. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so weird profoundly so 
Uh, and so Doug apologizes to Patty, even though she's not the one that he lied to. Uh, and like, he doesn't Patty, apologize. Patty, I'm sorry that I let you make out with my sister. And she's like, dude, it's cool. He's like, she's like, this is what I wanted. Melvin actually fucking rules. And like, fuck you, Doug. And she runs off and dances with Melvin. From this we derive that Melvin does in fact fuck. <laughs> Or at least that Judy is cooler and that, like, this is what I say, like, it's nice that they don't make a big deal out of it. That they're not like, oh, boy, Patty, no, you have to dance with a boy. It's that, oh, now that you know that she's a girl, that it's still cool for you to dance with it, right? Like, I think that this part actually kind of lands that accidental moral, right? Yeah, this is a tripped accidentally over being kind of cool. So congratulations to them. As long as you ignore the age difference completely, because Jenkins never really got his head around the age difference. (laughs) Right. That it's like, it feels like everyone's in high school. And if we assume that in this temporal section, they are all in high school. Yes. If they start Uh being in elementary school, this starts being real bad. It sure does. Uh, (laughs) um, But okay, so hooray. Uh, Then Doug, like, finally apologizes to Connie. Connie finally appears, right? Uh, and Doug is like, well, yeah, I'm sorry, Connie. And she goes, yeah, well, you know, it's kind of fucked up that you lied to me. And she's totally right, right? Like, she's like, all the other guys I asked heard me down, and then you lied to me like that. I almost thought he was going to have some consequences here. Almost. almost. I almost thought, I was I was literally in my notes typing all caps, finally, finally, they're going to do it. <laughs> they're going to fucking do it. And then, and then. And then And and then Doug is like Wait a minute I got you You said I was the first one You wanted fucking got you And she's like Oh yeah oops That's it (laughs) Like apparently these lies are equivalent What the fuck One these lies are equivalent Two The punishment Doug gets For having lied to save his own ass In its entirety is Connie then spends the rest of the dance telling Doug about all the other times she's told an easy and obvious lie. Yes! That's Why? it. That's Why? the punishment. Like, you have Why? to listen to somebody else talk about something they care about. It's so messed up. because You like, have to give a shit about other people. That's your punishment, you little shit. Yeah. This yeah. is alien. This is something you shouldn't desire. You should be able to exist in a perfect solipsistic heaven where you are the only thing that matters. You are forced briefly to contend with the idea other people might also feel socially awkward. Yeah, like, he's, it's, it's shown that, like, Connie has decided after that, uh, that Doug comes out with this grand reveal and everybody is talking about it now, Connie is like, I'm going to tell Doug about all the times I've ever lied. And, like, this is soul-bearing for her. This is, like, her, like, I know I personally, like, I'm in, like, therapy for, like, uh, having guilt issues with minor things, right? Like, I feel really bad about, like, things that are pretty inane. And this is what Connie's doing here. And, like, she's feeling better like she's being uh like like maybe she's preventing like long-term mental problems by doing this and as a good friend like both of us are to mike doug's response is yeah whatever the fuck you're saying dear (laughs) right as you symbolically cut me off from saying that (laughs) pretty much (laughs) god damn it yep damn (laughs) 
<laughs> but um no it's like it's like uh she's 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 really going through some shit and like it's doug is like oh well i can't say i didn't deserve it like doug is feeling punished <laughs> how dare you try to suggest you and i have similarities it's but even like how dare you right. like you don't even have a real Doug. consequence for your lies your consequence is that somebody else lied so it's fine you're good Somebody else thought you had something in common and you had to endure them trying to explain that to you, trying to form a human connection with you. Or even trying to just get something off their chest, trying to, like, be, have you be a good person. That is your fucking punishment. Swing your partner, do si do Ho-dee-ho. And then, like, so they dance the rest of the night. And it uh, it cut back cut back to Doug writing in his journal, and he's like, you know, journal, I think lying is a bad idea because it's a whole lot more work than just telling the truth. No, it isn't. Like, <laughs> no, but like, even in this, he's saying that the reason lying is bad is because it's hard for me. Lying is easy as hell, Doug. You just suck at it. Wow, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> Look, watch Damn, this. Dude. Hey, Melvin was sick. He's at the doctor's. I gotta go to visit him. Bam, watch, much easier. Watch this. Watch this. I have a six-inch penis. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're trying to say. <laughs> it's huge. <laughs> okay. Anyway, <laughs> you, just you did get, walk. Happy into birthday, that one, right? Sam. <laughs> happy birthday, my big boy. Um, <laughs> big strong boy. <laughs> oh yeah so okay. big ol' hog yeah um yeah so that's basically the it, it cuts out with judy like busting in after having tied up pork chop and chasing him in pirate garb and he's like judy you gotta stop tying up pork chop and that's it <laughs> that's the thing that passes for a joke to end the episode on yeah oh so your partner dosi though <laughs> Hody Row. No Melvin. <laughs> no cousin Melvin. But, no cousin Melvin. <laughs> but like, okay, so that brings us to the end of this. So is the moral that if you lie to someone, that then you can get out of it by catching them in the lie? Or is it that if you like that lying is bad because it's hard or that listening to other people's guilt is a punishment or in order, even though it makes them feel better. He demonstrably says that it, both of us felt better after talking about our lie. Like, but he's saying there's a punishment like, oh, God, this one sucks to me. The moral that it should have been was that it's easier to just tell the truth from the start, uh -huh. except for there is never actual punishment for lying. <sighs> yeah like the closest thing that they get there and i think part of what uh ends up fucking up the moral is because jenkins feels the need to establish that didn't connie kind of have it coming because she did lie to doug <laughs> oh my god yeah yeah because she was the one who told the lie first actually doug lying back was her punishment and Doug uh, is morally neutral on these events. Great. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. That's really great. 
Oh, that's man. Dumb, baby. Oh, also, we did uh, leave out the thing at the very end where... Uh, I think lying's a bad idea. It's a whole lot more work than just telling the truth. Unless, of course, you're my sister who plans to make a career out of it. Yeah, good point there, Jenkins. What kind of weirdo would come with a fictionalized version of his childhood in exchange for money? Right. Uh, Well, at least they had a good accidental message of it's okay to then have the rest of the dance with someone else that you think is cool, even though they're the same gender as you. Like, that's that's awesome. Like, I'm glad that they have that at least. Provided (laughs) that you are, in fact, both high schoolers. If one of you is a high schooler and the other one is a grade schooler, I must stress it wraps around to not cool again in a hurry. Right. Oh, man. All right. You guys got anything else on this one? Nope. Let's end this, this misery. <laughs> <laughs> we, we made it through, boys, and thank you for joining us, thank the you. audience. Thank you. Oh, man. Thank you very much. And remember, all artists are liars. Trust no artists ever. Honk, honk. <laughs> Except for us? Maybe This not. isn't art. <laughs> We're cool. This is art. All right. <laughs> no Cousin Melvin. No Cousin Melvin. Let's cut this here. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Goodbye. Bye. No Cousin Melvin.